So it's intro time. Before I get into this podcast, I wanted to say that I made a Patreon page. So if you need the link to that, um, it'll probably be in the description of this page or a page of this podcast. Um, but it's also on my website. So definitely go check it out. There's I think five or six membership tiers. So see which one is right for you and definitely go check that out. All right. I'll see you in the, I'll see you after the intro of this episode. There we go. Oh, one more quick thing um, about the Patreon page. I'm going to definitely make sure that it's worth your while to join. Um, I'm going to put a lot of effort into it. So, yeah, basically, I'll, I'll just see you in the, after the intro. What's up? How we doing, boys? I'm just going to get right into the topic of this episode because this really, it really interests me. Um, So if you already read the description of the episode, you're one step ahead. But I'm going to be talking about social media and this is going to be almost like a user beware kind of situation. So so fasten your seatbelts and let's get right into it. So I'm not going to try to scare you or anything. Everyone generally knows, especially if you're around my age, what social media is, what the good parts of it, the bad parts of it are, and overall some of the drawbacks, but I'm going to try to shed light on some of the the dark sides that probably don't get enough media coverage and should, because they're kind of concerning, to put it lightly. So let me first make a case in favor of social media and tell you about the the bright points that even I can agree that they provide merit to a lot of situations and it can be used for a lot of good as well. So number one, social media is used for connecting people together. I'd say in theory, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, we wouldn't be here without social media. We couldn't stay in touch with most of their friends that maybe you don't have them in your contact list or maybe you completely forgot and then randomly kind of stumbled upon their page and like, oh wait, I remember him and reconnect with them. So there's definitely something there that it connects us together. And another point I just thought of was, I remember when I had Instagram, I would meet so many different people just either randomly sending something out to them or receiving something randomly from them too. Okay, good point number two for social media. It can help you share your life with other people so they can understand you a little bit more. So for this one, I definitely, again, in theory, I definitely can see how this could be really beneficial. For example, I'm into travel and fashion, so sharing that on my social media was a great way for me to express myself and kind of have other people know that I love those things too. You can definitely see also if you're documenting a relative or a friend's sickness and wanting to update people on how that's going and say kind of what their status is, then I can definitely see that being useful for sure. Actually, I think that's probably a perfect example for how social media can be used for good. Someone I know who was a family friend of ours a couple of years ago was just recently diagnosed with leukemia. And it was really nice having someone to update us on her condition and tell us how things were going. And I think for the person that was updating us, that was an amazing thing to do. That's absolutely awesome. And I think it's great to share those status updates with everyone. 
So, good point for social media number three. It's a hub for all kinds of content. This is kind of the, one of the biggest ones to unpack because especially with social medias like TikTok, which have literally every kind of uber specific subset of content that you can find anywhere. And some of them are geared to make you laugh. Some of them are geared to make you cry. Really all depends on what kind of content you like. And then the algorithm will see that and feed you more of that same content. So it's really easy to kind of have a good time on the app and laugh a lot. Or maybe cry. I don't know if you're on sad talk or not, but yeah, kind of just having you feel every emotion in the book. Specifically for other social medias like Instagram or Twitter, it's a lot of it is like every big cultural moment will be on Twitter, Instagram for sure. Or I follow a lot of sports, so like I always see a ton and tons of sports posts every day. Or it used to, but you get the point. Really any niche that you're interested in or even sometimes outside of that niche, it, if something is really big and kind of breaks through all of the news platforms, you'll find whatever that is every single day and nonstop. So it'll always keep you engaged. And coming with that, it almost creates a separate loop of being in the know when you're on social media. There's certain things that people who aren't on social media won't get. And I feel like that's one of the main designs of social media apps is that they want people who are on the app to know about certain things. And the people who aren't on the app, it's kind of like, oh, well, you would have known this, but since you're not on the app, you don't. Before I get into the discussion of the negatives of social media, I just wanted to say this. So I don't want you to think that I'm someone who hates social media and hates everything about it. It's kind of just the unintended consequences of using it that I want to educate everyone on and make sure that you're better equipped with knowledge that you can answer it kind of if you want to move forward with social media or not. So with that being said, here are five reasons you should delete your social media apps. Number one, people are only sharing the highlights. So by saying people are only sharing the highlights, and this is mainly for Instagram, but when someone posts on Instagram, they want to be doing something or be somewhere, and they want to look good, of course. And by no means am I saying they're wrong for this. I mean, everyone wants to look good in their pictures and wants to show where they've been. Like, for me, I had a lot of pictures up on my Instagram about travel or some with me dressed nicely or maybe looking good on the beach, but you kind of understand that most people or pretty much everyone wants to look good in their pictures and that's what they're going to post on social media but by constantly looking at these highlights and saying oh man these people look really good in these pictures or i want to go to this place that this person's at it kind of makes you feel like your life isn't as hopping as it should be and when in actuality, no one's life is as good as it is in their Instagram feed. I mean, that's kind of like the, the pinnacle of what people's lives are. You're not always going to exotic places or you're not always going to look as good as you do in that certain picture. I mean, everyone has their moments, but it can be a bad comparison tool if you're scrolling through Instagram and say, well, damn, it must be nice. Well, sitting in PJs and watching Netflix at two in the morning which i have to say is pretty fun but don't let don't let that get to your head and why shouldn't you let it get to your head 
because they're probably doing the same exact thing that you're doing but they just posted that i don't know a couple couple hours ago and that's why instagram can kind of create false standards in a way so the second point is kind of a piggyback off of the first one and it's how social media can make you feel pressured to always be doing something and this can range from you're watching your favorite vlogger on youtube and you feel like you should be out in the world and doing stuff and on your own and kind of making it for yourself which can definitely lead to very unrealistic expectations and those are not good for a variety of reasons, mainly because it can distract you from something you're currently putting a lot of work into, or maybe it can make you feel like whatever you're doing is inferior to what they're doing. And in many ways, that's one of the major drawbacks of social media. Even though it's good to watch people's content like that, it could kind of mess with your head about what you should be doing and how much time and effort you should be putting into something when you should stay that course. And I just want to say, if you aren't having those thoughts about watching stuff on social media, then that's awesome and this is more probably just to spread awareness to you that that happens to a lot of people on social media. But for the rest of you that do feel this, don't feel pressured to always be doing something. Take some time to yourself. Make sure that you don't burn out. And again, this is not to say don't be doing anything at all, but you can be okay with not doing anything sometimes. I have a lot of days where I'm not productive. I don't th get things done, but I bounce back the next day and can fix it right up then. So just relax and take any breath every so often. You got this. Moving on to point number three. This kind of also goes back to point number one about how people are only sharing the highlights, but it's that nobody is perfect and sometimes we can lose sight of that very absolute truth. There's been way too many cases of people trying to look like other social media models or celebrities and ultimately harming themselves because of it. Specifically with eating disorders, there have been a lot of studies conducted and they show a strong correlation between eating disorders and social media use. Most of them either anorexia or bulimia. I found a lot of results from the National Eating Disorder Association. The, there's a treatment center for eating disorders called Magnolia Creek that I found a good bit of information on. And I also found a lot of individual studies from medical professionals. And though it's an unintended consequence, social media has definitely led to an uptick in body objectification, especially from a younger audience and comparison to other people's bodies making it either making them want to be skinnier or be more fit or more tone and it really can mess with a young adult's head and even younger especially in children and developing age teens that's where it really has some of the worst effects and in a slightly different aspect, social media has almost created a new type of men that we've seen in, especially through the pandemic, and it's really become a lot larger, but men who put women on a pedestal and ultimately start losing social skills and start losing a lot of self-confidence and start only thinking of certain girls as perfect and really starting to lose their own way. The common word that you hear for this type of man is simp, 
And while it's a lot of times used in a derogatory manner and used to kind of laugh at an individual, I almost find it kind of sad. And this is very different from general affection. It's more of idolizing someone, which is completely the opposite of what should be happening. The major problem with idolizing someone is it makes you feel like you're less valuable and it makes you not really able to look at anyone else as much of the same. And it's almost like they're not even a person. They're kind of just a, a godly, idealistic figure. And it completely, completely changes what should be in your head about a generally or extremely attractive person. And how can we tell this is happening? How many OnlyFans models have made almost or upwards of $1 million in their first day of starting an account? I mean, that's a that's a discussion for a later time, but I'll probably have someone on the podcast to discuss that with me and dive into everything about that. But it's unreal. It's one of those things that make you wonder, like, what the hell is happening in this world right now? Like, I don't even know myself. It's just, it's crazy. That's kind of the best way I can describe it. So yeah, I'll definitely go in more depth about like what I was just talking about there and OnlyFans probably in a separate podcast that that needs an entire episode to discuss and I'll probably have someone on to do that with me. So before I get way too off topic, the fourth thing is social media creates a desire for popularity when it doesn't really mean anything at all. At one point or another, most of us probably wanted to be Instagram famous or at least have more followers than most of our friends, or people that we followed from our school. And while there's nothing wrong with a little rivalry, it's not healthy to obsess over followers. And I know way too many people that put so much stock into, look how many people are following me, look how many people are following them. It doesn't matter. Really, unless you're like a social media influencer who needs followers for monetary reasons or for advertisements in that case i can definitely stress about numbers and followers but for the average person it's really not it's not it's not that deep but with a thing like followers it's always going to be a kind of social hierarchy social standing the more popular people in your school are going to have more followers and everything like that but if you really just don't care like it just gives the power right back to you. Although at least I know for myself, followers can kind of be addicting. And I used to have a a fan page for an NFL team back in the day for the New Orleans Saints. Shout out my Saints fans on here. But anyways, um, I used to have a, a fan page for them and I would constantly be stressing about followers and it would kind of take away from my work ethic at times. So even for just a personal account, not worrying about the results and just focusing on what you're posting instead. That's kind of a a compromise to if you still have social media, then do that. And this kind of feeds into the fifth topic of discussion, which is social media can create a massive addiction. So mentally raise your hand for me on this one. If you've spent more than three hours at a time on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or not really Twitter, I don't know really who's that addicted to Twitter, but just any of those. Okay, now you can mentally unraise your hand. 
Yeah, but that, although you can't really see the results, I know so many people that get sucked into a time warp, I guess. And I've done it myself. I'm not going to act like I haven't. That's part of the reason why I deleted social medias, actually, because I used to spend way too much time on them. Even if nothing else hit home on this in terms of wanting to make you delete social medias, just go and look at your daily screen time and look at the breakdown for apps and see what exactly your breakdown is. Mine was awful for Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Those I'd wasted so much time on. And then ultimately I made a decision that I'll talk about it in a little bit. So to give you a little bit more in depth of just how social media apps are so addicting, not too long ago, I watched the Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, but it's super fascinating. And one of the main points that it points out is that many social networks try to exploit the human weakness of basically what makes you addicted by designing an algorithm with positive intermittent reinforcement in mind. So basically what that means is the social media algorithms are giving us positive reinforcement at times where we don't deserve it. For example, say you refresh the page on Instagram or on TikTok, you get an entirely new set of content to choose from. That's rewarding us for scrolling down, but we didn't actually even do anything or we didn't actually do anything worth positive reinforcement, I should say. It would be like if you had a child and they always threw tantrums and you'd say, here, here's a cupcake. You're rewarding them for doing something they shouldn't do. On social media, you're scrolling down and wasting more time staying on the app, but the app is actually rewarding you for that. This is one of those things where when I first heard it, I kind of just, I was like, wow, that was hidden in plain sight. I mean, I kind of just didn't even think about when you scroll down, just new things pop up. That's that's kind of the, the depth of it that I ever went to, but making you conscious of it. And now I'll probably make you conscious of it if you scroll down on social media and it'll pop up. You'll probably think, oh, well, there's positive intermittent reinforcement. Sure. You probably won't remember the name, but since I scared you with having a child in my analogy, you'll probably remember something. Well, either way, those are my five reasons that you should delete your social media apps. So a little about my story with social media. I originally knew that I was spending a lot of time on all social medias, and I wasn't really sure of how much, but I knew I was definitely wasting a good amount of time. And once I found out how much I was spending on, not money, but time on um, social media, and I was like, you know what, let me just do a 30-day cleanse of all social media. That included, for me, Instagram, Twitter, I wasn't really addicted to Twitter, but whatever, still included it. Um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and I kept Snapchat because it was just a communication tool for me. Also, the Snapchat Explorer page is literal dog shit, so I knew I wouldn't be checking anything out from there. Anyways, rant aside, I committed myself to doing this 30-day social media cleanse, and by the end of the 30 days, I was like, you know what, I really like the feeling of being productive, and I like how I'm not always on my phone. My screen time went way down. Since then, probably in the last month, I've started to watch YouTube again. 
but only for really educational purposes. So I feel like there is some benefit there, I would say. Um, the other social media apps, I can't really say the same. So June 1st was when I started my quote-unquote 30-day cleanse or 30-day social media cleanse. But it's, what, mid-September now and still going strong with the exception of YouTube, like I said, but keeping that to academic or just learning in general purposes only. And just as a side note, I watched The Social Dilemma Actually, I think a couple of days after I went on a social media cleanse, um, and I actually didn't even know what it was about at first. I kind of just blind watched it, and it not only confirmed my prior beliefs about what a time suck social media can be, but it also made me aware of certain things that I wasn't and why I was wasting time in the first place. So anyways, I would definitely recommend if you're on the fence about deleting your social media apps, definitely go watch that documentary. It provides a ton of insight and it's super interesting as well. Again, the documentary is called The Social Dilemma and it's on Netflix and it may be on a couple other streaming services. I'm not sure, but definitely check that out. So don't forget to check out my new Patreon page as well. It's Patreon slash self-develop 101 or you can find it on my website at selfdevelop101.com all right that's all for me today happy wednesday and i'll see you in the next one